Hey guys, welcome to Let's Talk About Sex Jamie. I am Jamie and today we have a bonus episode for you. Um, I went on to the Hardcore Listing podcast, which is an awesome podcast where uh, basically a whole plethora of people go on and talk about their top five things, anything they want. So yeah, I obviously went on and spoke about sex and butt plugs and sex toys and stuff like that. Um, You know me. I've been listening to their podcast for a good few years now and I'm a massive fan. So I hope uh, you guys uh, like what you hear. And if you do, this is like a little preview of the full episode that is available over on the Hardcore Listing channel podcast thing. I don't know. Um, So yeah, have a listen, see what you think. And yeah, check out their podcast if you want to hear more. Enjoy. Friend saying, "Look, sex is dead. Can you uh, do something interesting with me now?" And also, I know you <laughs> like Warhammer, so like she's trying to merge those two realms. <laughs> and um, it was really good fun. But one of the things was uh, I can't remember what we I, I play a game. It was the yes or no game where I'm not allowed to say yes or no that one, but she does it with her finger inside me, and. Right. Um, <laughs> And, and and even telling that story, like I, I was a bit like, oh, like the, I, you know, we're quite open books on this podcast. But even then, I was a bit like, oh, this is quite, um, yeah, this is quite an intimate thing to talk about. And and I'm not saying that it's right or wrong. I'm not saying that you should feel forced to dis- discuss anything in your private life. Mm. Um, but at the same time, me being quite an open book, it was felt quite weird to be quite that open. Yeah, and. It really does, like, I, I do think this whole thing about butt stuff and not what you said, like, you, you know, reducing it down to, uh, you know, a common sort of thing is, well, that, that's potentially gay or anything like yeah. that. It really does come from a place, I, I can only speak from my experience, but growing up in the 80s and 90s and, you know, I kind of felt sorry for the gay lads at school and that, like, retrospectively. Yeah. Because... <clears throat> They weren't treated particularly very kindly, and, yeah. and 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 the word "gay" was even used by myself in a oh no, that's gay, but yeah, just same. saying something was rubbish. Yeah, and I'm not proud. I'm not proud of that. But I'm not going to lie about it either, Jamie. I'm not going to yeah. lie about <clears throat> because I think so many people want to pretend that they were on the right side of the fence all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've bullshit. been woke since I was ten. Like <laughs> exactly, it's yeah. bullshit, man. Yeah. And um, and I think this whole thing is all tied into stigmas homosexuality when i when i was when i was younger um so i do mm-hmm. think it's a, t- a, a taboo subject so that's where i stand on it Stu? definitely yeah yeah um i i have uh absolutely uh no issue with it i don't see it as being gay you've got a body what you do with your body is completely you know down to you and if something is pleasurable then and it's and it's not upsetting anyone or you know, making anyone uncomfortable in any way, shape or form. I see no problem with anything. I really don't. I think, you know, I certainly don't see it as gay. Mm. Um, you know, I think that's a, you know, a, a, a kind of belief that was probably thrown around around the time that you just mentioned there, Chris, when people weren't quite as woke. Uh, and, 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 and I agree with you, Chris, as well, that, you know, I, 
we we both went to you know pretty no you didn't actually uh <laughs> I, well, I went to i went to a rough school um where you know in a in a pretty poor area and and yeah you know it was there was there was bullying and there was definitely you know lads in in my year that you know have, have since come out and are, and are very happy but you know they were given a lot of shit i was mm. never a bully but i would definitely have probably used terms like gay and things like that in you know out of context mm. and but you know that was me when i was you know 12 13 years old and then obviously you wake up and you you know it's never malicious but it was just kind of just a flippant kind of thing which which doesn't make it any better but uh but yeah like i i i certainly don't have any kind of connection between guys exploring anything any part of their body with whatever partner it is to be in something that's come from the gay community at all mm. Yeah, definitely. But we we can all sort of. I think we all went to kind of similar schools. We're all from we're all from the south, right? So we all know that like gay was used as a like you were saying, Chris. Uh, you know, it's just a negative word. Um, so that's kind of been programmed into us. Um, and it takes a lot of like I think I think active work to get that out of your system. Yeah, completely. Um, because even in my like early twenties, I'm a big sort of um, I'm from a working class background and that's really important to me. And I sort of because I'm in, live in central London now, I mingle with people from other you know parts of the spectrum and I definitely in my early 20s would defend not like that I wanted to say gay but I would defend where like oh that's gay came from like no it's you know it's from you know we would say it in our less in our less educated areas we would say it as a negative thing and I would sort of try and defend it but then I kind of realized you know as I got a bit older that like no it never was malicious you know we all said it when we were kids and we never meant it as in like oh that's homosexual and that means it's bad but um yeah just the 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 people the system that programmed it into us it comes from a place of homophobia um whether we mean it to or not so we have to like actively work on getting it out of our vocabulary i think you articulated that really well actually jamie and it's and it's you know you've only got to go back sort of six seven years and some of the biggest comedy shows on the television were using that word a lot yeah you know you know in in the kind of context of what we you know said we was using it at school when we were younger it's definitely like, that that definitely there's that application goes wider in terms of words as well because like I, I i'd like to say i'm liberal i think i'm more cent more centered now as a human being as i've got older i'm not saying not, i'm a crazy conservative or um you know on the other on the other side of scales like a socialist but my at the same time i do feel like it's important to reflect and grow not only on what you were taught as a, as as a, as a kid and, and and be be okay with going that might not have been the right choice of words like you know i'm not going to blame myself for it because i wasn't really given the opportunity to i wasn't shown that that might not be really particularly the right thing because of the the petri dish that you grow up in but there's other words like um another one that i've over the last i i think i've got it nailed now like i'm really happy with it i've i changed one word for another but again pussy was a word that i kind of was always like oh don't be pussy and there was never any malice towards women with that it was not i never thought of a female when i said don't be a pussy that's the that's the mad thing there was no yeah. connection yeah. to that term but that doesn't mean to say that there's not really like some sort of 
again, I'd always use pussy in the ter- only in the terms of being weak. And and to me, I have kind of, and I'm not saying everyone needs to do this. Like I think you you like, maybe police your own words a little bit more than telling everyone else their application yeah, of yeah. words. But but for me, I kind of I felt that I'd made that as a as a, a, a connection and. To unstitch that, I just found wimp. Wimp is the same word as pussy. So whenever you hear me go, like, I'll just say automatically say wimp now. But for a while, I'd literally have to pause, change the word, and then spit out wimp. And uh, yeah. but I've had other friends who say that you know in that term. Well, there's loads of ways that you can use the word. Don't be a dick. Derogatory. Um. So again, that becomes quite a nuanced. Conversation. Anyway, yeah. we were talking about putting things inside our arsehole. <laughs> no, this is more interesting than what I was going to talk about. I like this. <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting you say about um, policing your own words rather than worrying mm. about policing others because that's definitely a thing, um, especially with the the kind of pronoun you know changing climate that's happening now, which yeah. is awesome. Um, it's a big thing to kind of quickly correct someone when they use the wrong pronouns, which um, I totally get, um, and I think it's good because you know we we're trying to drill this into more people, but mm. it is um, it is a sticking point, especially on someone that like younger me would have sort of taken that as like an attack i think if you if you call someone the wrong pronoun and someone points you out and corrects you in Mm. front of people Mm. in one way that's the right thing to do because yeah these pronouns are important and we need to get them right the other hand that kind of attack will fall badly on some people um especially people i think you guys will agree that like that we might know from from where we're from um that aren't sort of as open to this kind of change you know um, mm. So it's hard. It's hard because you know you do have to attack these things and make them change, but then also the person needs to be willing, you know. To yeah, it's also the intent of the correction as well. Yeah. Like yeah, <clears throat> there's a lot of um, a lot of people I've known throughout my life who have used. I'm going to use religion as an example to come across pious and control and and worthy, but holier than thou. And really, the intent under it was because. They wanted you. They were unhappy with something, and they wanted you to just conform, and that was a way of putting you down. And I think, like, if you're gonna ever step into these films, and again, it's like when people sort of like might be, be being racist to one extent, or daft racism, or it's really come from a point of slight ignorance or whatever. How you approach having a chat with that person, I think, is 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 so important because you don't. Yeah. I don't want to be one of these woke geezers who sort of like is around correcting the world for things that from my perspective so if i think that i might be able to assist someone um i'll do it but i'll try not to do it in a way that i'm slapping them around the face one of molly's friends did it to me um um about so molly's my girlfriend and 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 um one of her i said to, i can't even remember what i what i'd said and um and the word i'd used and um and Molly's one of Molly's friends corrected me, but she did it in such a, a wonderfully non-accusatory, lectury, trying to take a stance, trying to embarrass me way. And it was funny because actually, I it's really annoying me now because I can't remember what it what it was. It wasn't like a, 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 a an incendiary, like one of the obvious ones that people. This is where we find out you scream the n-word. And uh... I was <laughs> screaming the n-word while shooting some. some well, gay you you was, ham- you was hammering a, a, a flaming crucifix into a front lawn. <laughs> Um, yeah she was so nice about it she took me you know took me to the side and said maybe not chris she doused out the flames um, (laughs) on her back and 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 yeah i I literally can't remember what what the word was now 
it, it does depend. Like pussy fag, the N bomb. It, it weren't any of these. It was it was something else. It was very small. But mm. the way she said, "Oh, um, I've I've stopped using that word because of such and such." And I all I, she didn't say, "Don't say it." She just let me think about it. Yeah. And I thought, hmm, yeah, you might have, yeah, might that, have a point that. Yeah, that pause for one. thought, that nanosecond pause for thought you'll have next time you mm. say that word is enough for the change to start happening. That's definitely what yeah. happened with me and Gay. Me mm. and some, I moved in with three guys and um, and we sort of caught each other saying it and then we'd point it out. And then like really friendly and like in a sort of piss take kind of way, like, oh, shouldn't say that. And then it gives you a nanosecond of thought and then that just that just grows and eventually it's gone from your vocabulary. Mm. Um, yeah, Definitely. 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 Jamie, number four. All right. God, that went deep, didn't it? Not Gosh. in the way I thought. <laughs> Quite literally. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, number four, uh, sex toys for men. So this, I've had some really interesting conversations about this recently. Um, I've had a few um, kind of sex toy manufacturers on my podcast. Um, and what I want to know from you guys is what is like um, the first thing that comes to mind when you think of a sex toy for men? Uh, just a blow up sheep. sheep. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Not what you want, one that actually exists. Oh, sorry, about <laughs> I hate to say that I know that they do exist. Oh, they do exist. <laughs> I, I had one. Yeah. I got one for my 21st birthday. I guess uh, at least it's a blow up sheep, not a real sheep, I guess. Yeah, really yeah. Quite a absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, They're way too expensive. You can't. <laughs> um, uh, to me, off the top of my head, uh, I'd go. Straight away, fleshlight, cock ring. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'd go same. genuinely. Would probably now say butt plug. Yeah, yeah, the same. That's how I was thinking. Um, and they're um in the sex toy manufacturing industry, or at least the guys I've spoken to, um, that are working there, they are seen as quite archaic things now. Butt plug, maybe less so, because it's I guess it's you know it's filling a niche. Uh, filling your, it's filling gap. your niche. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like. Cock ring is something that comes up a lot because you see it on like the shelves in you know Ann Summers and whatever. Um, and fleshlight is seen because I don't know it's in like American Pie and films like that. You know, um, it's this like sort of massive rubber thing that you you fuck. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I've been talking to this company called SenseMax um, and a company called Handy, uh, who are making really cool male sex toys. Um, so SenseMax have got this like it's it's it basically is a flashlight but it looks like a Bluetooth speaker. It's the coolest thing you've ever seen. Like you could totally have it on your on the like your table. Shoe um, loves no music really so his ears pick right up. <laughs> uh, it looks a bit like the mic you're talking into there, Stu actually. <laughs> Never you mind what that is. <laughs> um yeah and it looks really cool and stylish and like the whole thing it's like all it's all like you know fancy and you know i'm not going to go into it because i don't know enough about it but like um you know it, it syncs up to porn videos so it like matches uh, wow. the movements and stuff yeah um they can uh you can program like uh pre-programmed like i don't know what would you call it rhythms i don't know sessions yeah um and from an app you can like play it so they you can get like famous your favorite porn star will program like how she would give you a blowjob whatever into this that app and then you insane. can have it yeah and with the um the handy uh it's it's a similar thing it's it's like a bluetooth speaker that you put next to your dick and it gives you a hand job basically it's got this like sleeve that goes up and up and that does similar things they they so they can be controlled remotely and what they do is through, through their website this sounds really funny through their website they get um like performers um sex workers on to um 
like control one so they'll have one on their side and you can connect to the room and have it work on you so and they said that uh, last week they did one with 72 people connected so this 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 person was given a a hand job to 72 people that's that's the fucking we're staring into the future here (laughs) yeah right it's well it's quite strange because i've been um doing some work recently and there's there's uh for this like radio station that have have just launched this new podcast uh based around dating Mm. uh and one of the things that I've done is is reached out to find like kind of big brands to associate with it because it's it's kind of presented by like, a couple of celebrities, and and so I thought instantly, well, let's go to sex toy manufacturers, yeah. and uh, and so I've been having conversations with the three market leaders, uh, and part of that, and and I would say that it was. Uh, eye-opening because I'm, I, you know, I was maybe a bit prehistoric in in what I kind of thought was available on the market, and so what I had to do was frequent these websites mm. uh, and and look around their stores to kind of, you know, just kind of get an understanding of the people that I was talking to and what their products were. Um, and again, yeah, so many kind of male masturbating toys. Yeah, I was like, wow, like you know, I just thought it things have moved on from. You know, a flashlight. Oh, let's be honest though. Have you ever doll. tried a cock ring? I bought, I bought one for a mate's uh, wedding present. Uh, not that we used it, and uh, and then a few <laughs> uh, uh, about a year later, I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll get one. And Did I you just... give him a used cock ring? That's what it sounded like. Just that you tried it out first and then gave it to him for his wedding present. <laughs> a little bit. But I, I, I boiled it. I boiled it first, and uh, once I digged it out of not while it was on, off. you took it off and boiled it, right? <laughs> yeah. Ran it under the tap. Right. <laughs> I, I just thought they were a waste of time. But I think this whole thing, like, like I, I, I don't know where the, the rest of your five goes, Jamie. But like this, this, this goes into another for me another realm that I, I I've not really spoke about i've spoke about i'm a big fan of wanking i don't think there's anyone who doesn't know that um <laughs> forty thousand wanks should have that as one of the badges we were thinking of you mentioned and um have you actually got it on your cv actually... I, I i've got a tally yeah nice. i've got a tally we've done, we done the math didn't we on an episode yeah. and broke we, it we down. were drunk nice. and we've had people come up to us you know when we had the club night come up to us going We've all been talking. There's no way you've had forty thousand wanks, and it's like, thanks for coming. Um, enjoy your evening. Um, but you've you've paid. Dead, you know, you've come to just have a go at my my math skills with wanking. Um, but I think I, I I don't know. I I um I came across sex computer games, right? Right. And and one of the best wanks I've ever had was playing a sex computer game. All like, right. I, and and it was almost terrifying because I just thought this is just this. It was so good away. What was the I was game? Like, I, I I honestly can't remember. I just right. found it. I, I think I come across it off some like porn channel. And, right. Okay. And um, and I just I just couldn't believe that like um that it could be like I I could get so lost in something that that was actually. At a game and sex Virtual. involved with it, yeah. And then I think when you're talking about these, um, these like these hand job machines that yeah. you know, and then you look into the realm of sex robots, and I, I generally wonder, like, so I, I firstly, whatever floats your boat, 
absolutely go for it. But like absolutely any form of technology, like like we're struggling with phones now and social media, like that is a real fucking problem for us at the moment, mm. like because we have not got a handle on how our relationship is supposed to be with it. This new sex technology, we've, we've got to figure out what our relationship is to that because it is going to have an effect on normal relationships it could be a, a wonderful sex aid it could be it could be a really positive thing for some people but for a lot of people if we don't figure this out and try and get a discussion on that going i think you know things like you know once the sex robot industry really comes out and stuff like that i don't know what it's gonna do it could be it could be wonderful it could be a brilliant thing it could be absolutely yeah. wonderful but it could be wildly wildly abused it could, could separate men and women in so many ways yeah um, yeah, I don't know. I, it's just it's just thoughts. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's 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 as exciting as it is terrifying, especially when you yeah. talk about sex robots. Anything AI related, to be honest, is is mm. exciting and terrifying because I think it's the end of us. Uh, mm. But we all want it. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I got I got invited to a sort of um, I, I guess an unveiling of a of a sex robot last year, and I was like, oh my god, this is it. This is it. This is the fucking future. You've seen Humans, right? That TV show yeah, where they yeah, have yeah. like uh, you know uh, sex robot brothels. I was like, this is it. Um, and no need to worry. Uh, still fucking terrifying. Like still, <laughs> still yeah. nothing you want to go anywhere near. Uh, it, it has the whole, um, what's that thing? The way you look at something that isn't quite human, it makes you feel sick. Mm. Uh, it still has that. So we're a way off yet. Um, but yeah, I know what you mean. It's, uh, it's something that we're going to definitely have to tackle eventually. And yeah, on one hand, it sounds great because, you know, sex robot brothels could, could help a lot of people. That could Absolutely. Be- Absolutely. Um, Intimacy is such an important thing. And I think if you have a real blocker with it, it does have some very mad effects on your psychology. I've I've seen it firsthand. People who have got uh, psychosexual issues um, that are stemmed from these things like these, these, these words we were talking about earlier and how they have affected them and how other words have affected their ability to be able to have sex. Um, and 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 not being at having that intimacy has driven very strange behaviours out of that person where, you know, unkind behaviours. They're that you know they do odd things, mm. and, and and it sounds so similar and sounds so reductive, but you know they they're not they've not got any intimacy and 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 having sex. And I I think it's really important. Jesus Christ, if I don't have sex after a certain amount of time, I I can't think straight. Mm really yeah as you get older it it becomes less and that that's going to be something i want to throw in there at some point as well is age with sex yeah well um yeah on the on the intimacy thing you're seeing you're seeing a lot of this in japan um tokyo mainly is um there's a big problem with uh you know uh couples getting together and and they there's a lot of like research that's been put into it i won't talk about it too much because i'm not Mm. you know one of the smart people that should be but um they a big problem they have is um they have these games uh um like i've seen them on the, uh, nintendo ds but that's probably because it was a, an outdated documentary it's probably like much better games now with virtual girlfriends and yeah. virtual girlfriends in japan is a big thing because yeah. um, a lot of guys say that they would rather not go out and get rejected by women at bars and they'd rather stay in with this virtual girlfriend that they have yeah um, and it's a big problem for them um because birth rates are down massively yeah they are like but through the floor reggie yates did has done a wonderful one on um um, China and then Louis Theroux did one on Japan and right. and that was the one that I thought was just mad and the virtual girlfriend's going in paying to just go and sit in a room and lie down with a girl and she'll stare into your eyes that's yeah. it 
Yeah. She'll just stare into your eyes and act, act like a boyfriend. But then once she's done that, you're like, thanks very much. I can get back to my life now without, yeah. uh, without a pun. And then you have um, these sort of like um, guys are paid to be, I can't remember what they're called now. They're called something like entertainers. Yeah. And, yeah. and girls, like, like dozens of beautiful Japanese girls will go to these bars, Stu, where there's an entertainer there or there's five entertainers. And it's like a reverse kind of strip club without the nudity where five or six girls will sit with one dude and just drink and do a bit of karaoke because the girls are screaming out for attention and they're literally not getting it from the guys. Like there is some real wild cultural changes happening out there. And again, Jamie, I wonder if it is this whole sort of like Japan. I didn't realize Japan is like, Way past, I think, America in terms of a free market economy. Like, whatever you fucking want, you can get in Japan. Yeah. And so this whole idea that the customer is king and your own, you're your own, so you have your own sovereignty. I can do whatever I want in Japan. And then how does that affect the fact that, do I want to meet, do I want any relationships? Because actually, I can just, if I want some time with a girl, I'll go and lie down with them. Mm. I think it's, it's strange how these modern technology and how, kind of capitalism consumer culture and treating the customer king is affecting our whole mindset on what we were evolved to be which to this point has been like a is more of a unit and a tribe you know and it's causing depression and all sorts of shit so yeah it's, it's fucking mad mad mm. to see it number three <laughs> number three right okay we can go deep on this one I reckon um non-monogamy um so it's uh it's obviously uh exploding in popularity um the idea of you know polyamorous relationships um open relationships you know stuff like that um is is super popular um and it's no real surprise that you know more more and more people are sort of looking into it at least um but from the kind of things that i think men should talk about angle um I so I've had a few open relationships. Um, I've had a polyamorous relationship as well. Whenever I tell my my guy friends about it, um, a lot of them are kind of they they express like, oh, that sounds you know that sounds great. The setup sounds great. You can you know you can have a girlfriend and you can fuck other people and that's great. Um, and obviously, I think again it goes back to the lad culture of like, yeah, cool. You're you know you're slamming all these birds every weekend, <laughs> like that kind of thing. Boy, yeah exactly um and they talk about wanting to try it and then the second they actively and i'll be like yeah cool let me like talk to you about it because it's something that i think everyone should at least think about trying um because it's not for everyone and if you're into monogamy that's great and mm. you know awesome i'm actually a bit jealous that you that you can do that and i think that's that's really cool um but uh yeah as soon as we sort of start actually talking about it and trying um to think about you know how the setup might work the second they get to the idea of another guy this is my, you know, heterosexual friends. Mm. Another guy getting with their girlfriend, they like shut down. Oh no, the, the idea's gone. Like completely. Yeah, the, the the mechanics of it. Yeah, like, they fall logistics. apart really quickly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Which is yeah. totally fine, and that's okay. I think if you if you explore this idea and you come to the point of oh, you know, it would be nice for me to sleep with other women, but I don't want my girlfriend to sleep with other guys. That's and that's where it ends. That's cool. That's that's an okay conclusion. You know that it's not for you, and that's great. Um, but yeah, I know a lot of guys that have tried this kind of setup and they suffer from jealousy and jealousy is what i really want to talk about here i think mm. um you know with the non-monogamy stuff um and you'll see um 
Louis Fru, I'm a massive fan of Louis Fru. I think he's great. His um, documentary on polyamory. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, de- it was the one Louis Fru documentary that I didn't fully get in with because mm. it felt like he kind of had a bit of an agenda because he kept mm. asking these people, are you really happy in mm. this situation? Yeah. And it's like, and actually, I think, it turns out they weren't really. That's kind of mm. the guy. The guy he was yeah. talking to at the end sort of, you know, opened up and said maybe he's not. But a lot yeah. of the time he was kind of like pushing this, like, "Are you actually happy?" And I, I feel mm. like the the BBC in general have any documentaries that are about open relationships and polyamory and stuff. They definitely have a, a bit of an agenda to push of mm. like, you know, look at these freaks and they're pretending that they're <laughs> happy doing this um, when they're not actually. And that's te- totally true for a lot of these relationships. Probably most, to be honest, because I think it's quite a new thing for humans to be going through. Um, we're going to get it wrong a lot of the time. I definitely have. Yeah. I've got it right once yet. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I think um, that's something that I would love more guys to think about is one, don't cheat because that's you're a wanker if you cheat. If you're in a monogamous relationship and you, you're promised to someone and you cheat, you're an arsehole. Yeah. Um, and two, think about open relationships because if you are cheating, maybe there's something else out there that could fit your, you know, what you want. Jamie, I don't know if you've been looking at pictures of Stu's wife is beautiful. My girlfriend's beautiful. Are right. you just trying to give up our birds to you? Is that basically <laughs> what this is all about? Because that's another thing. So that's another thing. The open people that are into open relationships and polyamory and stuff. It doesn't mean we want to fuck everyone. <laughs> Which is uh, well, it's, it's that it's that thing of uh, you know looping, uh, having a lack of knowledge on a subject, and it's okay to be ignorant, and then bundling different groups of people together. Um, in in the most disastrous of ways, sometimes like yeah. we we know a person's dad who once uh, said to his son, uh, "Oh, he's gay. Don't worry, he's not a nonce." Like, right? What? Oh, like they're That's so so widely so widely <laughs> different. But it goes to show the level of it's, that goes to show how dangerous they it can be to to sort of like mix up those things. I think it's a fascinating subject, mate. I think that mm. you know, like you say, the documentaries that. It appears that we've watched the same thing, similar sort of interest looking into these things and, 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 and relationships with human beings. We recently watched one about Amish communities in America where the you know a husband, a guy's got like three, two or three wives. Yeah. And the whole yeah. courting process is, is really interesting and there's a lot of, uh, I wouldn't say brainwashing, but they have a strong belief system that then can make this all so complicated. But you said you might not got one right yet, but who gets monogamous relationships right for starters? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and and this thing on trust and jealousy and security, it's a, it's a really interesting one. The first time I think I got challenged on this was being like, uh, I don't, what was I, like 24, and like saying to my, my girlfriend at the time, fancy a friend, so-and-so. And mm. she was like, yeah, okay. And then she was like, we're going to, can we have a threesome with a guy after? And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. And and it was such a weird thing to to think like that. Because also I think probably it's some some degree of my exposure to pornography or what my preferences were, the idea of even seeing another guy naked with an erection isn't really something that I'm I'm too excited about. And, yeah, like same even, and, and, and even now is I'm I'm not that comfortable really comfortable i've been to sex clubs and stuff like that and 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 i've had a fucking epic time but it's still something even now i'm kind of like it just doesn't float my boat i'm not you know offended by the presence of another another male in that thing but it it isn't kind of sexy for me 
Um, but I think I'm going to... Do you want to... me to stop sending you pictures? <laughs> I really appreciate Could it. Could you just right? please put some clothes on now, Stu? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's really distracting. <laughs> I've misjudged this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much for listening. It really, really means a lot to me that you have gone out of your way to come and listen to me talk to people about their sex stories. <laughs> um, if you like what we're doing, go check us a follow on Let's Talk About Sex Jamie on Instagram. Uh, tell your friends about us, leave a review on iTunes, all that stuff that people with podcasts say at the end, basically. Um, yeah, it really means a lot that you listen and hope to see you next week. Love you, bye. <laughs>